It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Have you heard of boundaries? Setting and sustaining boundaries. Well, it's a skill and unfortunately it's a skill that most of us don't learn or do very well. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about boundaries today on The Bravehearted Woman. Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. Fabulous to have you joining me here again today. Yes, we're going to talk about boundaries. You know, that was so popular in the 1990s and the early 2000s, but it is still very much a principle and a concept that we need to get a hold of because setting boundaries is so incredibly important for you to be a brave-hearted woman. So let's just dive into this. Let's have this conversation. What are boundaries? Personal boundaries, they're guidelines or rules, limits, if you will, that a person creates that you would create for yourself, showing people, telling people, and most importantly yourself, what's reasonable, safe, permissible, what you will accept, what is appropriate and what is inappropriate, and how people should behave around you, how you're going to respond, and what you're going to do if people step outside of those limits. So your boundary really helps to define you. It helps define where one person ends and another person begins so that you don't have those toxic codependent relationships. So a boundary is just that. It's it's a line or a limit, a border that defines acceptable and unacceptable. And like I said in the beginning, setting and sustaining boundaries is a skill but it's a skill that many of us don't learn. According to psychologist and coach Dana Gianta, she's a PhD, and we think that boundaries sometimes are unkind or we're being rude, but they're so critically important. And we don't learn this skill. It's something maybe we pick it up, we see it here and there, we experience it maybe from someone else, we've watched others do it. But for many of us, erecting and enforcing boundaries is a challenging concept. And having healthy boundaries means that you're knowing and understanding what your limits are, says Gianta. 
So let's talk about boundaries because boundaries include the physical and the mental, the psychological and the spiritual domain. It involves beliefs and emotions, intuitions, your self-esteem. And just remember this too, as we talk, boundaries are not about manipulating people to change. That's not the leverage. That's not what we're doing here. Even though at first it may feel like that, because when you first start to set boundaries, it feels a little bit awkward to you. But boundaries are not about getting a person to do something you want them to do. It is simply about you recognizing for you what you will and what you won't tolerate any longer in your life what you will put up with and what you will not, and then communicating firmly and consistently whenever those boundaries are broken and violated, following through with your consequences. So if you set boundaries, but you don't follow through with consequences, or if you don't do what you said you were going to do, if those boundaries were violated then you don't have any good personal boundaries. Just saying. <laughs> they're not, they're weak, they're not strong, they're not going to be taken seriously. But conversely, never set a consequence that you're not willing to carry out. So I really recommend some as mild as possible consequences initially. And then they can grow if those if those boundaries continue to be violated. And hopefully they won't be. But let's talk about what is a boundary. Um, why? Why set them? Let me go a little bit deeper for you on this. I want to give you about four or five points here. So number one, setting boundaries is a way to fully honor and respect yourself. Don't you feel that's true? So many women who don't have boundaries really struggle with a low self-esteem or self-respect. You don't know that you can call a timeout and say, that's an inappropriate way to treat me. And I'm not going to allow you to treat me that way. Instead, we absorb bad behavior by other people. And maybe you've bought this lie before. I think probably somewhere in my life I did too. Maybe if I pray harder or if I change or if I set it nicer or maybe if I just am quiet and don't bring it up and maybe eventually, you know, God will get a hold of their heart or something will happen. But really, in all honesty... It is a weakness because I learned early on in life not to have a voice or not to use my voice and just accept treatment against you. So setting boundaries is very important for me. And when I do set the boundaries, because I'm not saying I'm spectacular at this, but I do know how to do it when it's necessary. And I just draw a line and say, here's what I can accept and here's what I can't accept. So I'm honoring me and learning to respect me because Number two, if you don't respect you, no one else will. And boundaries tell other people how they can treat you or how they can behave around you. Yeah, boundaries tell people, you teach them, you show them how they can treat you, how they can speak to you, how they can act you, what they can do in front of you. And people will treat you as you allow them to. And so if you say, this is a boundary that I have, it's a strong boundary, and I'm not going to stand for this, it doesn't mean that person's going to change. It does not mean that they're even going to leave. It might mean that you have to make that decision and leave. And again, what is your 
consequence? What is your follow-up? What are you prepared to do? So boundaries are really important because they make you a queen, if I can say it that way. Instead of just being just as simple and available to everybody and opened up for the target, uh, everybody's punching bag. No, 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 no. Boundaries help show that you are a valuable person worthy of respect. But again, if you don't self-respect, you can't get others' respect. Why set boundaries? Well, number three, boundaries are healthy. They're healthy for you. They're healthy for others. And if you're raising children, they're really healthy for your children. Healthy boundaries keep you physically and emotionally safe and spiritually safe too, by the way. And they allow you to see what's appropriate and inappropriate. When you have healthy boundaries, you begin to identify what behavior might be controlling or what might be toxic, or you might be able to now see since I drew this line and somebody is disregarding it over and over and over again, it flushes out and flushes out somebody's manipulative, dysfunctional behavior. We just recently had a situation and I'm trying to help a young, new young married couple understand all of a sudden, guess what? The mother-in-law is rising up as being a very controlling, manipulative, dysfunctional individual. And she's ruling the roost through a bad temper and through intimidation on temper tantrums. So as long as we don't rock the boat, she's happy. But if we do something that she doesn't like, she's going to blow up and it's going to be our fault for ruining everybody's good time. I just said to this young couple, I said, listen, if you don't learn how to manage this right now, you'll be dealing with the mother-in-law for the rest of your marriage. So what I'd like to recommend to you is that instead of you guys kowtowing to her and tiptoeing through the tulips, I would recommend that you teach her right now how to treat you, what you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to tolerate. And let's put a boundary there and make her behave and grow up instead of making you guys feel intimidated and small and jumping through all the hoops. Ah, so you can see I feel a little bit passionate about that. But we don't let dysfunctional, and you know what, in this case, this is an honest comment, sometimes mental illness, which I feel for the person, but if they're not managing their own mental illness or their struggle, then you have to draw that boundary and say, you're not managing it, so I have to manage it in my life or with my children. I'm not going to allow my kids to be subject to this or my family. So we're going to safeguard by putting some very healthy, clear, consistent boundaries in place because our mental health is at risk. When you set boundaries, number four, boundaries build trust, which gives such great security in relationships. This is what I mean. Security because of a stable environment. Friends know what, how to treat you, what the expectations are. Your family knows what the expectations are. Your children know what the expectations are. So boundaries build trust because I'm not going to have some kind of surprise with you. I know where you're coming from. I know exactly what you stand for. I know what kind of person you are. I know what I can say and what I can't say. And it's not that you're controlling me. It's just that if I want to be in your 
circle of friends or if I want to be in your presence, I recognize that I can either respect your boundary or I can disrespect it, but the consequence is that I won't have your relationship. I won't have your friendship. I won't have time with you because that's your choice. It's also my choice to have a counter boundary or to respect that. So you can see where boundaries get dicey, but when they're healthy, boy, it builds trust. I know what to expect from you. You know what to expect from me. And that kind of leads into number five. Boundaries give you a firm footing for ending a relationship or implementing those consequences when you need to. So there's security in knowing, again, what to expect in the predictability and the routine and the support. So as you honor and respect your own boundaries and you honor and respect someone else's boundaries, if you find yourself crossing theirs or they're continually crossing yours, well, my friend, you have a toxic relationship. You have a unhealthy, dysfunctional, dangerous, potentially, relationship that you need to either get some therapy, some counseling, or you need to put an end to it. And you absolutely need to implement your consequences. What's going to happen if this person continues to violate your boundaries? What will they lose? What will be ended? What will be different? What will you change? What will they have access to and what will they no longer have access to? If you learn this, and again, if your children learn this, which I have a whole show I could do on children and boundaries. And if you're interested, by the way, go ahead and give me an email on my website, braveheartedwoman.com. I can send you my free download on how to set boundaries with children. But boundaries will set you up for success in relationships throughout your lifetime. And isn't that a beautiful thing? So let's do an inventory real quick. And you're going to have to listen to this more than once because I won't go slow enough for you to capture it all. But I want to just ask you and give you just a small little quiz. Do you have problems with boundaries? And then I want to make sure that you stay tuned for part two when I teach you how to set good boundaries. That'll be the next episode on The Bravehearted Woman. All right, here we go. Do you have a boundary problem because you have an inability to say no to hurtful people or set limits on hurtful behaviors from others? Is that a problem for you? What about this one? Do you have an inability to say no to your own destructive impulse? Then you're not self-governing very well and giving yourself boundaries. Do you have an inability to hear no from others and respect that? Or do you look for a way to trump them and to go around the boundary and to scale the wall? Do you look for a way to get them to bend or break? Do you have an inability to delay gratification and accomplish goals and tasks? Take a look at that. Again, a leadership, a self-leadership principle. Are you listening and obeying your own boundaries for you? Do you have a tendency to be attracted to irresponsible people and then try to fix them? Oh, sister, sister, if you're doing that, turn the other way and run. If you're attracted to broken people, irresponsible people, 
then you have a need to be needed. You have a need to be in a dysfunctional relationship. Take my word for it. It is no fun. It is not rewarding. Much better to be an enriching, beautiful, mature, both having boundaries, both respecting boundaries kind of a relationship. The relationship that I have with my husband, this is a second marriage for both of us. We've been married 11 years. It is amazing. Amazing. Maybe I'll do a podcast someday on the secrets of a second marriage being successful. In fact, look at all those S's. The secret of a second successful marriage. How about six secrets or seven secrets? Anyway, do you have an ability to easily be manipulated or controlled? You have a boundary issue. You have a self-esteem issue. You have a core self issue because you don't have a positive, strong, solid identity. And you're still kind of floating around there trying to keep everybody happy and avoid conflict and be nice and be liked by everyone. Hey, newsflash, you will not be liked by everyone. And you got to be okay with that. Do you struggle with intimacy and maintaining closeness with others? There's a boundary issue, either blurred boundaries or such strong walls. They're not even lines or guidelines. They are cement walls and attachments, attachment disorders. Do you have an inability to be honest with those that you're close to? Again, this is fear motivated. I want you to like me. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want the conflict. I don't have the wherewithal or the constitution in my self-esteem or my identity to handle your big emotions. So I can't let you do that. I have to kowtow. Kowtow. Kowtown. That's like a, a, it's a city in Texas, I'm pretty sure. Do you have an inability to confront others and resolve conflicts productively? You got a boundary issue. What about, are you going through life as a victim? Are you experiencing life as everybody's out to get me and I purposely feel like I'm almost sabotaging or setting myself up to be a victim? Yeah, we got to dig down deep on that one. Do you struggle with addictions or compulsions? Do you have disorganization and a lack of follow through? Man, is there any hope for any of us? We all have problems with some of these, don't we? Or we have at one time or another. But that's what growing and maturing and evolving and your self-development plan is all about. That's why setting solid boundaries helps you stand up for yourself and stop agreeing to participate in things that you don't want to or do things you really don't want to or go places or say things that you don't want to. And boundaries help you feel less guilt or no guilt about putting yourself first as a priority. Because after a while, if you don't care for yourself, guess what? No one else will. It's a part of the process of defining yourself and part of the process of learning who you are and what is acceptable to you. And knowing, by the way, that you do have a voice. You get a choice. Just because someone chooses you and says, I like you, doesn't mean you have to like them back. Doesn't mean you have to be owned by them. Doesn't mean that your freedom is over. 
And so if you don't have boundaries, guess what? Other people will step over your lines time and time again, and you're at risk. So we're going to talk about it next week. I'm going to tell you how to set boundaries that are healthy, strong, and beneficial for you. I hope this has helped you. Now listen, I want you to stop by Brave Hearted Woman. I have Brave Hearted Woman. I have a free gift I want to give you. Ignite your confidence and soar with self-esteem. It's my free gift for you, and you can drop by there. Here's something that you could do for me, though. If this show brings you value and you want to let other people know that I exist, then please rate me, review me, and subscribe or follow me. And you can simply once again do that by going to the Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever your means of listening to this great podcast is. There you'll find the buttons or go to my website, dawndamon.com forward slash podcast. Again, dawndamon.com forward slash podcast. I look forward to talking to you all again. In the meantime, Bravehearted Woman, this is Dawn Damon, your Braveheart mentor, reminding you to find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.